Give honor to God and all the saints. I'm running very late tonight, but um, I'm just going to go by faith and uh, <clears throat> know that uh, other people will call in. I'm going to open up with prayer. God, we give you all the praise, Heavenly Father. We give you all the honor. We just thank you, God, for you being God. Thank you, God, for bringing us through another weekend. Thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We ask you, Lord, this week that we have coming before us, Heavenly Father, to cover each and every one of us, every participant, listener, downloader. We ask you, God, to keep us from all harm and danger. We plead the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, over our lives, our children's lives, our lives, our nieces and our nephews. Heavenly Father, we ask you for divine intervention on this earth. Break up this COVID, COVID demon. Break up every plot and plan of Satan. Break up every energy plan to harm people through the air, through the ventilation systems, through the heat. Expose these demon programs, Heavenly Father. I decree and declare through the blood of Jesus Christ that every plot and plan of the enemy will be destroyed. God, we just praise you. We exalt you. We magnify your name, God. We thank you, God, for you being God, for you being the at the throne, thanking God for countermeasures for this evil, that we can count on you, God, to direct our path. God, don't let the plan of the enemy work. Disabled people, Heavenly Father, destroy it, Heavenly Father. Help us destroy it, Lord. Lord, bless all targeted individuals. Give them the strength to keep continuing on, to stay in prayer. Bless those that want to be here and could not be here tonight. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We just thank you, God, for you being God. We give, we actually, Lord, to just uh, direct our path in all that we do for this upcoming week. And uh, <clears throat> I invoke Psalms 91 as our prayer for the week of protection. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Why? Because God said his angels will take charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They shall bear us up in their hands, lest thou foot dash against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adler, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under foot, under feet. 
because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. God, we thank you for the reading of the scripture. We thank you, God, for provision for protection. God, we ask you, God, to cover us. Heavenly Father, that air demon, that ventilation demon, that energy demon, that heat demon, that disabling demon that's trying to harm people, disable people. God, we bind it, we rebuke it, rebuke it. Heavenly Father, put a shielding over us that it will not harm us. I decree and declare healing for each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, I'm a little late. I don't know if anybody wants to join in. Would anybody like to pray? 347, would you like to pray? 55, would you like to pray? Oh, somebody's calling me. Oh, boy. Oh, Melvin. Okay. Hold on. Hey, Melvin, that's you? Hey. Is that you in the room? No, I'm, I'm driving. I'm, I'm driving this time tonight. Okay, you're not going to join us? Okay. All right. I don't know who this is. We have a few people here. Okay. Try and come back. Come on. I don't know if I'll be on that late because I started late. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Check us Thanks. out. All right. Bye bye. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so that was our Psalms 55. Uh, 347. Is that you, Wahida? No. Okay. And uh, number 55. Uh, okay. All right. We're looking at, I would, would have loved to have other prayer warriors, but okay. We're looking at spiritual warfare for every believer. This is an article I saw. Um, let's take a look at it. Spiritual warfare. It's a great term, something that often brings up images of angels and demons fighting it out in the skies. There's a reality to this picture, and as believers, we want to enter the fight. However, there are biblical and non-biblical ways to do so. Some believers focus almost exclusively on the demonic realm, binding evil spirits, casting out devils, and pulling down strongholds. But this focus can actually weigh us down, draw us into battles we weren't meant to fight and keep us from the Bible's models and means for gaining spiritual breakthrough. There's a new book called Growing in Prayer. Mike Bickle, director of the International House of Prayer, he explains what scripture says about confronting demonic strongholds over cities and nations. This is exactly what we're dealing with. That COVID demon is a stronghold. It's a demon over our cities and nations. The chapter, Praying Down Powers and Principalities. Oh, I need to get the book. Hmm. The chapter, Praying Down Powers and Principalities, it highlights passages in the New Testament in the book of Daniel as examples of how to war in the spirit. Jesus and the apostles spoke directly to the demons that dwell in, demon, in a demonized person. In other words, to embody demon spirits. 
But what they did is not the same as speaking to disembodied demonic principalities that dwell in heavenly places. They write, in other words, there is a clear distinction between demons dwelling within a person and the dark forces that oppress entire regions. Mm. Well, from my reading, you can oppress an entire region from the top, and that's at the governor level. Once you get that level, that region is basically, uh, it's not doomed, but if it's not praying people there, mm, and what they do is they target the most vulnerable population, the children, the elderly, the disabled, foster kids, and that is so consistent with all the research I've seen. We do wrestle with these regional principalities, powers, and spiritual hosts of wickedness, Ephesians 6, 12, but not by speaking to them directly. There are exceptions to this when the Holy Spirit prompts us to address the enemy, but this is not the norm we see in scripture. <laughs> Excuse me. The biblical model is to pray to the Father to achieve spiritual breakthrough over a city or a nation. Mm. That means praying over that nation. Lord, let your will be done on this earth. The word tells us the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Bind up that demon, Heavenly Father, that it's not a demon of what your word says. God says he gives us a life of abundance, not sickness. Bind that demon up. The Lord wants to partner with his people, and our prayers shift things in the spirit. If, he wants, if, if we want to see these grand shifts, we have to do it the Lord's way. Mm. The prophet Daniel dislodged the powerful demonic principality of Persia, Daniel 10, 12, 13. As he fasted and prayed, he focusing on the God of Israel, Daniel 9, 4, not on the demonic being itself. It appears that Daniel didn't even know about the battle in the heavenly realm until a mighty angel broke through to tell him about it and about the future of Israel, including the end times. Daniel focused on the Lord in prayer and fasting, and God moved, and it can be the same for us. This example gives us wisdom about where to direct our prayers as we contend out for breakthrough over a city or region. As saints, we can worship God by declaring his power promises, the supremacy of Jesus, confess our sins, and break agreement with the enemy and do the works of the kingdom bringing justice to the oppressed in confidence that our Father will pour out his blessing and push back darkness. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's for territorial demons. So fasting, praying, bringing it to God, asking God to intervene. Those are some me me mechanisms we can use. Let's take a look. Characteristics of effective prayer. Any questions? Okay. I'm very late tonight, <clears throat> so some people said they were tired and couldn't join us, but it is what it is. I do my best. Characteristics of effective prayer. One very important condition for effective prayer is to be committed to walking out a lifestyle of righteousness before God and people 
as indicated in James 5.16. The effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. This biblical condition is often minimized or totally ignored, even by people who are deeply involved in the prayer and worship movement today. And that means the effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. That means that many times, you know, we want effective prayer but uh, our lifestyle, a lifestyle of righteousness will avail us uh, effective prayer. A righteous person is any believer who sets his heart to obey God, to obey Jesus as he seeks to walk in godly character with a lifestyle of practicing the truth. 1 John 1, 6. Setting our hearts to obey is very important. Even if we fall short of mature, consistent obedience, there's no such thing as a person who is so mature in righteousness that he is above all temptation and never falls short in his walk with God. In other words, the prayers of a righteous person include the prayers of imperfect, weak people, such as you and I, who sincerely seek to walk in righteousness as we stumble in our weaknesses. We are grateful for the glorious reality of the grace of God. The Apostle John declared that the Lord hears and responds to us because we keep his commands and do the things that are pleasing to him. Whatever we ask, we receive from God because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, 1 John 3.22. Prayer is no substitute for obedience. Hmm. That means right Faith without works is dead. We can't just pray and not live a righteous life. I've met those who imagine that if they pray and fast more, they can walk in a little immorality to be dishon- or be dishonest in their finances or slander the people who cause pressure in their lives. They think that being extra zealous in the spiritual disciplines will balance out areas of persistent compromise. But praying more does not compensate for unrepented sins that we deliberately continue to commit. And this verse from Isaiah makes it clear. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Prayer is far more boring and difficult if we seek to live one part of our lives as if it belongs to God and another part as it belongs to us. There's a dynamic relationship between our lifestyle and our ability to enjoy prayer. Our spiritual capacity to experience and enjoy God increases as we walk in purity. Jesus emphasized this truth in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Matthew 5.8 Where there is ongoing willful compromise in our lives, It will greatly hinder our spiritual growth and our capacity to agree with God in prayer. Sin hinders our love for him. We must sincerely seek to live in a wholehearted obedience because obedience is not optional in the kingdom life. When we come up short in our obedience, we must acknowledge it and confess it rather than seeking to rationalize it. We call it sin, we repent of it, and we freely receive God's forgiveness. When we push delete and immediately stand once again with confidence in God's presence, walking in obedience is not about seeking to earn the answers to our prayers. It's about living in agreement with love because God is love. 
The truth of the necessity of keeping God's commandments is overlooked by some who teach on prayer. It is more popular to emphasize our authority in Christ. That is also an essential truth, but the lifestyle mm, of the one praying does matter. What we do negatively and what we neglect to do positively deeply affect our prayer lives. Prayer that is earnest. Using the prophet Elijah as an example, the apostle James taught that one characteristic of effective prayer is earnestness in prayer. Elijah prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain. What does it mean to be earnest? It is important to understand what earnest prayer is because it is one of the primary conditions of effective prayer as set forth in the scripture. Two aspects of earnest prayer. First, earnest prayer comes from a heart. A heart that is engaged with God. To be earnest implies that we are not praying by rote or just going through the motions. Being earnest, crying out to God. It is the opposite of speaking our prayers mindlessly into the air. We are to focus our minds and our attention toward the Most High God when we pray. Second, earnest prayer is prayer that is persistent. The Greek word pursuit, translated as earnestly in James 5, literally means he prayed with prayer, which is an idiom expressing persistence in prayer. Hence, the translator said of Elijah that he prayed earnestly. We must refuse to be denied answers to prayers that are in agreement with God's will. We must not stop asking and thanking God for the answers until we see them with our eyes. We must not be casual about our prayer requests, but persistent and tenacious. Jesus taught a parable about the Father's willingness to answer prayer that is recorded in the Gospel of Luke. His message was that because of our persistence, the Father answered. He applied the parable by exhorting us to ask, knowing that the request will be fulfilled, to seek, knowing that we will find, to knock, knowing that the door will open. The Greek verbs for ask, seek, and knock are in the continuous present tense. In other words, we are to ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. The message is called to perseverance. God, we cannot, we seek to destroy this eugenics program. The killing, the idle killing of innocent people and acting like it's okay without penalty. God, we come before you to break that curse. Break every secrecy curse attached to eugenics programming, eugenics assassination programming, induce hospitalizations making people sick and disabled, energy programs, heating programs, ventilation programs that are designed to disable people. God, we're going to bring this to you over and over again. Break up these programs. Every regional assassination program on this earth that has been designed under that eugenic curse We come to you in persistence, God. 
We ask you to break it, destroy it, expose it, tear that program apart, and let the demons behind that program be prosecuted according to your will, to give them time to find out who is all sovereign. Because of his persistence, he will rise and give, give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who acts receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Luke eleven eight. The apostle Paul called us to pray with all perseverance and to labor fervently in prayer. When we act casually with little effort to focus our minds on the Lord or when we stop praying for something that is in God's will, we show that we do not value what we're praying for. That means don't give up. If you're a T.I., you can't give up. Slavery was something I'm sure don't, people, they said, when is this going to end? But they could not. You have to keep praying. If slavery can end, the Holocaust can end, then this program here can end. This program has destroyed lives, has killed innocent people. We put this program in the hands of the Most High God. We decree and declare that in God's time, this eugenics program, the assassination program, and the use of, of agencies, organizations, people, to callously kill and induce people in the hospital. The, the, this program that makes disables people through ventilation systems, energy systems, this program in the name of Jesus will be destroyed. That is uh, my prayer. As we see in Jeremiah's prophecy, when we highly prize something, we will seek the Lord for it with all our hearts. You will seek me and find me, and when you search for me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. So, excuse me. Ooh. That was taken from Growing in Prayer, excerpts from a Michael Bickle's latest book. And um, this was Characteristics of Effective Prayer, and those characteristics include perseverance, endurance, not giving up, they ain't living a righteous life, as righteous as you can, knowing we all fall short of the glory, but we can't just say, oh, we fall short and then keep committing the sins or whatever we do. God, we thank you. We praise you. We exalt you. We thank you, God, that there's a way. There's a way, Heavenly Father, to counteract this demonic nationwide programming God, we rebuke that demon, COVID demon. We send it back to the pit of hell it came from. We rebuke every demon trying to advance it. We rebuke every demon trying to put that thing in people to make people carriers, a demonic carrier. God, we ask you to shield your people. Shield the babies, the children, the elderly. Cover us from head to toe. Put a blood post on our door that the deaf demon cannot come near us. God, I stand on your word that no violent man, no violent woman will shed our blood. That our blood is protected. That our blood is covered. 
by the blood of Jesus Christ, that sacrifice on the cross. God, we thank you for that sacrifice. We thank you, God, that we don't have to come and chop a chicken's head and chicken foot and this and that and, and slay a sheep and slay the blood because the blood was shed on the cross. And every demon using abortions, bloodshed, and killing people in the hospital for their rituals, for their killing requirements, God, we call it null and void in the spiritual realm. Let that thing not mean nothing for them. Let them not move up in the worldly realm. Let them be prosecuted. Get time to find out that you are the most high sovereign God. You are the creator of all. God, as we go into this week, bless each and every person here. Bless our listeners, downloaders, participants. Bless our nieces, our entire bloodline, our nephews, nieces, children. Cover us from head to toe. Keep us growing in your word, dear God. Forgive us, Lord, for the sins we may have, we have had. Let us be the men and women you created us to be. Please, dear God, don't let none of us leave this earth before we complete the destiny that you created us for. God, we give you the praise. God, we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Comments. Hi, 55. Amen. Oh, that was you? Yeah. You you come in on a different number all the time. Oh, great. All right. You want to join me in prayer? Just say a little prayer for the week. Um, all right, then. Um, Heavenly Father, um, in the mighty name of Jesus, um, I extol your name and magnify your holy name. Um, I thank you for your mercy, your, 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 your mercy and your renewed graces daily. Um, I thank you for the strength you give me to persevere and continue. And I thank you for the fact that you give each and every single individual life to continue to do what it is that you need them to do and to be a tool for your for your glory. Heavenly Father, I repent for any sins I've committed, knowingly or unknowingly. Um, I repent for the weakness of my flesh, Heavenly Father. Um, as we go through the day-to-day -day tribulations of life, when things don't turn out to plan, um, it's very easy to get into your flesh and it's very easy to respond from your flesh because as Paul said in the in the scriptures, the flesh fights against the spirit and the spirit fights against the flesh and it all depends on what, what you're feeding most. So Heavenly Father, for the moments when I've felt things are wrong and I've acted out in my spirit, I say in my flesh, forgive me, Lord. Um, Heavenly Father, I ask that each and every single individual is strengthened from this call, strengthened from this prayer. I pray that for the ones that are not praying, that you bless their family mind you bless their state of mind you bless them with tenacity and courage to face what the week has, has bestowed or what the week will bring i pray heavenly father that whatever blessings or um, or provisions that are needed for each and every single person on this line is provided in the time that you permit heavenly father heavenly father for myself i pray that i can get back into the discipline of proper diligent prayer fervent prayer heavenly father because i have to be honest my prayer has been up and down so heavenly father i pray for you to get to re reignite my strength reignite my my fortitude to to pray and to and to and to battle 
in the spiritual realm. And I pray that for each and every single individual on the line. Pray everybody's blessed, kept. We pray their families are safe. And I pray that um I pray for their health. I pray that their health is protected, particularly in this time where they're saying the strain is mutated, whether that's the lie or the truth. I pray that everybody's health is protected, everybody's immune systems are strong, and everybody is ready to fight for another week. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I plead the blood of Jesus over everybody, by the way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Boy, they're really putting it out on us. They said the mutated means it's extra strong, right? Supposedly, yeah. I'm going to turn the tape off so we can um, stop recording.